Yo, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy So-So, in case you ain't know so. And welcome back to another episode of Sports with So-So. Make sure you're subscribed to the podcast on all streaming platforms and following us on social media as we keep you up to date with what's going on in sports. This week, we show some love to our Florida Panthers. We catch up with the Heat after their two big victories. We follow up with Chelsea and how they're doing before their big Champions League matchup. And we also give you a little Marlins preview on the season. Let's go. Yo, Jay. Yo, what's up, Sozo? Got a question for you, dog. What you got, bro? If I were to ask you, who is the hottest team in South Florida sports right now? Who would you say it is? Uh, I mean, considering the Heat are coming off a, a win against the Lakers last a night, I, I got to go with the Heat, I guess. But you're looking at me like you got a different answer. What's Bro, good? The, the real answer is the Florida Panthers. Oh, I, I mean, as a matter of fact, my boy Jason brought that up to me the other day. He's like, how come you guys aren't talking about the Panthers? I should have I should have known you were going there because they, they're killing it right now. Absolutely. I had to put it on the my Instagram and be like, yo, how are these guys – in second place in their division, you know, third in the NHL overall. And nobody down here is really giving them any shine or anything like that besides the hardcore hockey fans and the hardcore Panthers fans, you know. But it's it's really dope to see them back where they were once before, you know, which made us all fall in love with the Panthers when they first came out, right? They had that great run into the Stanley Cup and, you know, had noticeable players, Van Viesbrook, uh, Murray, you can go on and on and on. Uh, power Bore. but the guys that they got now are really making some fucking noise bro and I mean, it's hard to ignore i'm not gonna lie to you you were just speaking chinese to me because i i'm not a hockey fanatic i mean i, I would say i probably know more about epl and chelsea right than now you do about the than i do about hockey i just Shame on you. i just i just uh ordered uh hockey for dummies sweet it's coming it'll be here tomorrow so, you know, I want to I want to jump on this uh, Panthers bandwagon because I just always rip the home team. It doesn't matter like who it is. It could be the Florida Panthers. It could be the Miami Fusion. It could be whoever. whoever. If there's a hometown, you know, I'm going to root for them. Absolutely. So, I mean, I got to I got to show love to, to the Panthers, man. I'm glad that they're killing it right now. They're second in the in their division right now. Well, third in the league. Right. Yep. Overall. Yep. I mean, they're, they're 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 killing it right now. It seems like so. We got to make sure we we started doing our homework on them. Absolutely, and don't sleep on them right now. Now we can't sleep on them, bro. They've won five out of the last seven games, you know, and and they're beating teams that are in their division, which are hard opponents. Traditionally, hockey powerhouses, you know. Right. They're beating the Red Wings. They're beating the Lightning, which have won two Stanley Cups, you know, in the last well, 10, 12 years. From what I've from what I've uh, I've heard. Supposedly, we have on our team a couple of players that used to be ex-Lightning players. And we know, I mean... What it was they a produce. little bit of an exodus, you know, that landed here. and we Okay. Have. I'm glad that we're on the receiving end of that then. That seems like it's working out. It really... If you look at it from an uh, organizational, you know, organizational viewpoint, it all started when they got that new GM, right? They get their new GM, Brett Peterson, and he, he's an assistant GM, and he starts helping molding that franchise and saying we got to make moves to get young talent and if we're picking top five in the draft every year then we got to either turn that into players that we can benefit from right now or guys that we can invest into and have those guys sh like show out and they've they've made moves like a guy like jonathan huberdo he's leading the team in points he's leading the team in assists you know that's a guy that you can look at and be like yeah he's you know a known player, but 
he's really being put on the map here because the Panthers are doing such a great job, right, of putting him in a position where he's like, look at our best player. We're going to market him. We're going to make the, sure the fans are behind him. Right. And they vote him into the All-Star and shit like that. So the, the Panthers are taking a little bit of, you know, whatever has worked from all the other major franchises down here, a little bit from the Heat. We're trying to build their culture up, okay? Let's get the farm system going like the Marlins have. You know, let's, now let's focus on the winning like the Heat do and the, and the Dolphins do with their moves that they're making. They're trying to compete with those teams for our attention. And it's only right that if it's working out for them, we give them a shout-out and some love here on this show. So yeah, no doubt. We want to show the Panthers some love. We're going to be watching you guys as the season uh, you know, continues. And, and we're just hoping that you guys keep it up and really put Florida and South Florida specifically up back on the map when it comes to hockey. Exactly. We don't, we don't forget about anybody. If, if there comes out with a highly a cricket team, you guarantee we're going to be on top of it. So we're going to be keeping we up with them. They it. got uh, the next couple of games. They got a series right now. They're going to play against the Dallas Stars starting tomorrow night. Or actually, when you're hearing this, this should be uh, starting tonight at 7 o'clock. So. And you know what? I spoke to Joel about it before. We're actually going to do a little road trip and catch a Panthers game live. Oh, you know? yeah. The sports with so-so on the road. Uh, so that's the extent of my experience with, with hockey. I remember when, in, when I was in high school, Played football and stuff. You had to like go and volunteer, not volunteer, but basically like, do like that go work garage parking work. and all that stuff, <laughs> right? So we one of them that we did amongst all the games that we that we went and did and worked for free was uh, a Panthers game, and that was probably one of the coolest experiences I, like I've ever had. I remember after that, I went to another game when I was working at Enterprise because we got some some free tickets. Sweet. And again, it was just an amazing atmosphere. It's a great presence. It just I, I wish we were more into hockey down here. So we definitely got to check one out. Bro, imagine when it was at the peak, you know, talking 96, 97, they make that run to the playoffs and they're just beating teams. They That's the year of the rat where uh, I forgot what was the hockey player, but he killed the rat in the locker room and everybody <laughs> used it as like a, you know, a, a, a lucky symbol to kind of like build the momentum going forward. And they made it all the way to the Stanley Cup finals, you know, against a really good Colorado Avalanche team back in the days. But I just remember that as a young kid, right? Seeing that, and I'm being like, damn, you know, hockey is fun. So then right. next thing you know, me and my cousins are playing hockey, you know, with rollerblades on and hockey sticks. And like, you got, really you got that, you got Mighty, Mighty Ducks. Ducks, you know, like, come on. It, who didn't want to play hockey yeah. when they were a little kid watching that movie? So, yeah, now we got now we got the Panthers on a run, man. And, and hopefully they're making kids want to play hockey, because if truth be told, you know, if you're a young athlete, you want to be in as many sports as possible because you never yeah. know what's going to be the real one that puts you at your maximum potential. Yeah, so. you want to be exposed to as many different sports as possible. Absolutely, I mean, man. So it's, it's good it's, to have it's that. It's helpful. Man. It's going to round you up. But you were kind of right also because the, the Heat did have a huge win. Huge win. We beat the Lakers. Um, but before that, you know, we took a tough L uh, to Golden State. That shit really bothered me, you know, and that's why I jumped back to that. I know it was kind of like weird to go from the big win from the Lakers. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that in a second. You know, since the last episode, we we had uh, three games, right? And uh, we went two and one on the road. We're still in the West Coast swing, and like you're talking about, you know, the first game of that that swing was against the uh, the Golden State Warriors, and a game that we should have won, in my opinion. Yeah, and if we and if you think about it like this, had we won that game. This would have been three wins in a row now. Yeah. Next thing you know, we're, we're getting closer to 500. And now we're really starting to put notice to the other teams in the East. Like, hey, the Heat are back. Yeah, they're going on a run. We're, we're, we woke up. Now you guys got to deal with us because our players are starting to really 
play together. Yeah. And it's not the guys that did it from last year, right? Because we really seen the resurgence of Kendrick Nunn. Yeah. You know, it's and we talked about it, bro, how how important his offensive output could be for this team when you can't count on a guy like Duncan or Hero is kind of streaky, you know, to have none playing consistent good offensive basketball for us, bro. What yeah. a thing to see. Our three point the three point concerns are still, you know, at an all time high right now because, you know, Robinson's not getting it done. Uh, this guy Struce the other day went like one for twenty five from the three point land. It was it was rough. the most disgusting thing I've ever seen. But uh, yeah, we were you know we were up. I think we were up at the half against these guys again. You know, late games. I'm not catching most of the second halves on these games. I saw at the beginning. I'm like, all right, yeah, we look good. You know, the ball was moving fine. Our defense looked good. We were rotating well. And then, you know, come to find out, second half, you know, we just couldn't keep it going. We just let them take control of the game and come back to beat us. It was it was just like, damn, man, really? I mean, that's just kind of been the story of, of this year so far, I feel like. And we just got outworked in every single facet when it came to that Golden State game in the second half. You yeah. know, it, it was literally a, a breakdown. And I'm pretty sure that Spo tore into the team and was like, all right, enough's enough. You guys got to really stop eating shit. And wake up and realize that we're wasting games and wasting opportunities where we're playing well and not doing it for the entire 60 minutes, which is required in order to beat good teams consistently. When you want to be a good, consistent team, that's what you have to do. You got to play 60 minutes of, of basketball, not great basketball, because you're going to have your up and downs, but you want to play as consistent as possible. And when you have those chances to close out the games, you got to do it. You know, there's there's no excuse for it. And we saw that in the next game because we take that tough loss in overtime, right? We play bad in overtime in the game that we lose to Golden State. But then we bounce back and we beat the Kings 118-110. And we we pretty much dominated them in the third quarter, right? We were a little bit outscored, but we hung in there. And it was really a punch for punch because we were able to, again, have players contribute offensively even though they can't do it defensively. Which leads me to one thing. Bam right now is doing things we haven't seen in in the Heat season ever. Ever. Right now, they just, I mean, we just got the announcements for the All-Star game and stuff. Right? He didn't make it. Obviously, he didn't make it, but it's not even on Bam, honestly. It's, it's on the Heat. If the Heat have a 500 record or hovering just above that, with what he's doing, I'm sure if we were, you know, if if we were above 500, he would probably doing a little bit better even in his stats. But the way that he's at right now, he should be getting the consideration for All Star. Just the way that this man is playing and putting the team on his back, and it's it's in and out every night. It's consistent. It's it's we know that he's going to be the center of our of our offense and defense moving around. He's 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 the guy. He's the guy. And again, in that Kings game. Him and Jimmy both had triple doubles. They weren't great offensively, right? 13 points, 16 points individually. But that just lets you know how much they're doing to make winning plays, right? Assisting the ball. I'm going to rebound. I'm going to set a pick. I'm going to work. I'm going to look for this open guy. That shit takes a toll on you. For a veteran like Jimmy Butler to do it, it's like, okay, we expect that from you. That's why we signed you. That's why we gave you this money. That's why we believe in you and you're our, our number one guy. But when, when you look at Bam doing it, you're like, damn, this kid is fucking really taking on the responsibility, not 
not saying anything negative about it, not to us, not in the media, not like in tweets, nothing. Just keeping his head up and coming to play ball work every night. And just work and work and work and do whatever it takes for us to win the game. Bro, again, it's really impressive because I feel like we've never seen that done by any player no. besides a, a Wade, a LeBron, a Shaq, you know, something like that, as consistent. Be- being that young yeah. and not even being in their prime. Cause I don't think Bam is in his prime yet, bro. I don't think he's well on his way there. I'll tell you that. Cause it's, it's just, it's an upwards trend, right? So your prime should be typically your plateau of your career where like, that's it. You, you that's the, the pinnacle. And right now he's just on that upward climb. I feel like, and I feel like Scary. right now we're doing, you know, we're kind of doing him a disservice. The team is doing him a disservice in, in the way that we're not closing out games and, and the way that our role players are not pulling their own weight to help us win, you know, these close games that that games that we have leads in that we shouldn't that we have no business giving up big leads and and coming away with a lo- another loss, you know what I mean? If if we can get that together, it just elevates him and his performance to a whole other level, I feel like. No, absolutely. People start to take notice, right? And then what happens is we end up being on even more nationally televised games where it's like, damn, we can't ignore the heat because of how much they're how good they're playing, how good Bam is playing and how they're winning. Yeah. You know, that's the most important p- part of the factor. You got to win the games, you know. And I feel like we got some of that attention right now off of coming off of that win against the Lakers because, yeah, the Lakers still don't have Anthony Davis. He's going to be out for a month or so, but they still have LeBron James. That's still a very, very formidable team. And and the rest of the roster that they have. I mean, they they have right. a stacked roster. I mean, I, Anthony Davis, yeah, it's nice to not have to play against them. We know exactly what he can do. Obviously, we're coming off playing them in the finals mm-hmm. last year. But, you, I mean, you can't take away anything from LeBron, like you said, who we know, we know very well what LeBron can do by himself and then all the other pieces that he has around them. So it was, that was a, that was a gritty game too, right there, man. I, I honestly didn't know what to expect going into that one. And I'm, I'm glad that we were able to pull that, that, that double way. What were your thoughts on that one? I really enjoyed the, the way the game ended because for once we saw the defensive clamps come out and it was a low scoring fourth quarter where it was like, you got to earn every single basket. Every single shot is contested. And we're just going to out-hustle you. You know, we're not going to go tit for tat. I'm just going to out-hustle you to shut you down in all your options and make you really work for that last second shit. And you can see it. They only scored seven. The Lakers only scored 17 points in the fourth quarter. That's a team with LeBron James only scoring 17 points in the fourth quarter. He'd only score 15. Yeah. But. It was just enough. We're already ahead. You know, it was just enough to, to, to win the game. Yeah. And we, and we made it when it counts. Now, this is how you know we played such good defense. We In the last second, LeBron didn't take that shot. The person who took that shot to tie the game was the, the white boy with the bald head. Caruso. Yeah, Caruso. So, if, if you're the heat, you're like, I'll live and die with that guy taking the shot All 10 day. times out of All 10. Day. You know, so that's the Heat playing really good defense when guys like that are getting the shot and obviously they're not going to make it. So I I liked that we shut them down in the fourth quarter when we needed to. And and that's the shit that I want to see. And hopefully that's the thing that that motivates them and drives them into the rest of the schedule because it, it looks favorable, bro. Yeah. What do we got? What do we got coming up now? Well, we're playing tonight against OKC. Uh, we know that this OKC team has been depleted, right? They get rid of Chris Paul. They get rid of some players. They're not actually doing so well. They can still win games, right? 
if the Heat carry that momentum, right? You talk about beating OKC, and then the next game after that, we play Toronto. Another winnable game. Tough matchup, but a winnable game, yeah, right? Yeah, but we're at home now. Now we come back home. Hopefully, I mean, we haven't been doing that great at home, but hopefully we can turn, you know, turn some momentum at home. And that's the game you get before we play Utah at home again. So if you say, and damn, Utah we... Utah beat us bad. They beat us bad. But if you look at it and you say, well, we've won two in a row. If we get that game against Oklahoma City tonight and we get that next game against Toronto, that's four heading into a home game with hype that is going to probably be on primetime because of who's playing. And hopefully, you know, if we can, you know, at that point, you know, whether what you just said plays out the way you said it or not, hopefully I'm thinking Utah underestimates us because they did beat us so bad last time that they're like, and they rest yeah, players. you know what, this is a W no matter what, an easy one, and they don't come out there and play their best, and then we manage to take one away. You know what I mean? That, that would – tie up that series but i i absolutely agree yeah we we have okc tonight and then we got a four game home stretch here raptors jazz and then back-to-back night against the hawks who are struggling winnable games bro winnable games so if, very if, winnable so if you think about it and we lose that one game worst case scenario we lose the one game to utah right out of these next five games right we're above 500 and that, and you already know what that means. Once we we're above 500, we're not looking back. And at that point, we start to consider where's our positioning best suited for us, you know, in, in the standing. Should we be a four? Should, is it better for us to be a yeah, five? Yeah, well, at that, I mean, at that point, it's just cushion, right? We want to just try to be up there so that no funny business at the end of the season, any injuries or anything like that, right? Yeah, but I, I feel like the, the trick to getting the team really on a hot roll, like a long game, like long winning streak, is something like that, you know, where you, you get to 500, you're above 500 for three games, and you're like, okay, we're not looking back, you know. This is the, the bottom of the floor for us, and now we got to work our way up to the seating. And I think that he can do it. I think so too, man. I think so too. Let's see uh, how this week fares for us, right? You got to win tonight or what? I got for sure. I got us beating OKC. We got to close out this home. home. I mean, I'm sorry, this uh, road trip out strong. You know what I mean? We just beat the Lakers. That should help us, uh, you know, with the momentum going into that game, knowing that we can beat teams and it's OKC. We know they've been struggling. So yeah, this is, this is a huge win. We're about to come back home, finish out strong, give it all you got tonight. And uh, let's walk away with a W. Me too, bro. I think I, I think we beat them handedly, you know, by handedly, I mean like something six to 10 points, something like that. I think that I'll take that all day. I'll take that all day. Yep. But um, Hey man, I know you were up yesterday or I mean on Saturday morning watching your cartoons and then uh, you switched over to Chelsea. Rough. I mean, we got the draw. Maybe the other way around. Was it the other way around? You were watching Chelsea and then switched to your cartoons? Yeah, probably, right? I should have done it that way, and I probably would have <laughs> been in a better mood. I no. caught some of it, but yeah, man, they, they they tied Southampton. That shit sucks because it's, what, it's what I've seen. Well, teams know that we're not ruthless enough in front of the no, in front of the net. You know, when it comes to scoring goals, we're really struggling. You know, inside the box, we're really struggling. Yeah, we have the talent to get the ball in positions where the the play, right, is very fluid and we're in a lot of good tacking positions throughout the game. And we even had a lot of possessions. So we, we obviously dominated the game and controlled what was happening in the game. But we don't have enough creation inside the box right now or enough killer instinct to just take shots and put them on goal and say, fuck it. At least I'm putting a shot on target. Let's see what happens, right? Because the goalie could always not make a not make a mistake and 
misplay it, misread it, whatever. It bounces off. Things happen. It, it's soccer, right? Right. But unless you don't take those opportunities, then you're never going to get the chance to score those goals. And that's what's happening to Chelsea. So a team like Newcastle, right, they're going to go for it. So And they open themselves up defensively. A team like Southampton, they were like, well, we're going to sit back here and play five defensive players, and good luck to you. Right. Especially if they score first, which they did. You know, they opened this up. They had two good quick passes, bum, bum, and next thing you know, they got a player in on goal, and he has an open shot. And, of course, they're going to drill it because there's no defensive presence. Right. We have our best defensive player out right now in Thiago Silva. So it was just weird to see us playing to that level, and you, you can just tell that we're struggling really struggling when it comes to creating that final who play. was uh who was the kid that you posted on uh on, on instagram on your story my dog mason mount that kid that kid played the hell of a game even though i mean he he wanted more but that kid's a stud man i was watching him you could tell he plays with heart bro bro he, he nice plays with heart he was nice but he was nice too he was making some moves i think he broke a couple guys like right inside and uh and made a pass that ended up like getting i think they they he drew the penalty he was the one who drew the penalty, right? Because he was dancing in the box. He made a move on a guy. He stuck his leg out. That was, the, but that was him. in the first half. In the second half. Was well, early in the second that half. That was in early in the second half. Okay, so, yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's when they scored, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. I'm talking about later in the game. I think he. I'm pretty sure it was him, but he broke two guys, and I was dying laughing. Nah, he nutmegged them, and he drove right into the box, and he ended was, up shooting it. That I was think. cracking up. Yeah, I think he might have shot it and missed, or maybe he passed it, and it was a good pass. And then the guy that that Defended went to shoot, it. yeah, he he ended up missing it, but. Yeah, man, it just uh, it didn't come through. I mean, a tie is better than a loss, though, no? Always, always. You always want to take the point. But you feel like these are games that you tie and you feel like you lost because you're like, damn, bro, I I outplayed these guys, right? I And I created more chances, but I didn't score enough, you know? And I'm glad you brought up Mason Mount because he's actually born and raised in Chelsea, you know? He's been with the academy since he was like seven years old. Oh, that's pretty dope. So he's never left. He's always been here. And now he's probably one of the best players that we have in the midfield and when it comes to attacking options. But even he struggles at times, you know, finding the ball in the back of the net when he has to create. But I feel I feel like somebody has to step up when it's a big game. He stepped up. It was a big game. He drew the penalty, and he actually took it uh, with May- with. Timo Werner also on the field and a couple of other guys who, who could have taken the penalty. But he drew the foul. He took the penalty. He made it. And we were able to salvage that point, like you said, and just stay in the race. Right yeah. right now, we're, we're a, in fifth. Huge. We're in fifth right now, which is crazy because that means that a team like West Ham is in freaking unbelievable, unbelievable form right now. You know, it's crazy to see. West Ham in the top four because they've traditionally been like a middle of the pack to below, mm. you know, team. And gotcha. right now for them to be in fourth place, hanging with the likes of Leicester City, hanging with the likes of Manchester United, you know, both teams that won this weekend. It's really impressive. And, and Chelsea have to compete with that team to yeah. kind of like, so, you know, stay the pack. You know, a 2-1 or a 3-1 win this past weekend would have been... Would have been amazing. That much bigger. It would have been but amazing. they got the tie, and uh, and I see here they, they're playing Atletico next. Huge Champions League matchup on Tuesday, bro. It's really going to define h- how people see the manager, Tuchel. Because if he goes, continues with the same formation with the three in the back... People are going to criticize him if it doesn't work, right, and if we lose the game. Um, but if he wins and tries a, and that formation works, then 
people are going to say, okay, maybe he came here with the experience of playing in the Champions League a lot and knows how to like tinker and, and win in that league or right. that style of tournament. But it, it's going to be a huge game because it's going to be all eyes on Chelsea. Uh, Atletico Madrid is one of the hottest teams in soccer right now. Even though they lost over the past weekend, they're still one of the best teams and they're in first place. So that's not a team to sleep on. I really hope... By any means. I really, really hope that Chelsea win this game. Um, and if they do, I think it'll be a tight one. You know, it'll be 2-1, something like that. Good thing is, is that they're not playing at Atletico Madrid. You know, the game actually got moved out of Spain because Spain put COVID restrictions right. on the teams coming in from London. So they had to find a different venue. I think they're playing in like Budapest or something. Uh, so it's not really a home game. So Chelsea might be able to take advantage and actually win 2-1. to one. So that's what I'm hoping for, 2-1. to one. Oh yeah, I'm riding with you, man. You know that you're my uh, my Chelsea insider. You and I think we're gonna see the American. We're gonna see Christian Pulisic play okay. on Tuesday. Hell yeah, man! I'm excited for that. So I'll definitely be watching that game. I mean, it's 11:30. No, it's a three o'clock game. It's a three o'clock game. So yeah, that's definitely doable on a Tuesday afternoon. Pop over in a beer at three o'clock. Why not? <laughs> Say I won't. Say I won't. I dare you. I dare you. <laughs> you know what's actually good for with beer too, bro? What's that? Spring training game. That's uh, spring training point. baseball with a cold ass beer. There's nothing like that, man. Coming up, baby. I'm excited, man. The fish have been making moves in the off season, right? We got a you guy. We got Jeter, who's the leader of the pack. He's been making moves. He's been bringing in guys. We, we let go of our. Our whole old team, right? All the guys that we knew. We didn't really get to see any of the new guys that came in last year because of COVID. This is going to be our first real, real, you know, glimpse at our new nucleus, our new team. Led by our new GM, a female, you know, uh, 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 new Yang. Uh, try, try again later. I'm going to try again try later. Try again later. I'm going to try again later. All right. But we'll yeah, do, we'll you know, she's, she's here. And, you know, her her whole claim to fame was the farm system and building that up. And right now the Marlins have a super, super exciting farm system oh, that yeah. they're working with, you know, even though like they actually got some bad news. One of their top prospects, Edward Cabrera had a pitching injury the other day. Yeah. It's like a pinched nerve or something like that, which is going to put him out. But I mean, I think that, I think he'll be fine. I don't think it's a serious, he's as, a baby, uh, bro. He's 22 years old. So yeah, they're just, I think it's more of a precautionary thing. Mm hmm. They don't want to, you know, push it for no reason right now. So, which makes sense. You know? But uh, speaking of him, I mean, he's there's a few, you know, few players that uh, that I'm looking out for, you know, in, the, in this off season now. Um, he's one of them, obviously, right? Eric Cabrera, he was a top five prospect coming in. And now he's uh, he's hurt, but he can complement Sixto well um, in the pitching. Sixto is another one. Dominicano loco. Yeah, man, some of my favorite people are Dominican. You know it. Ain't that right? And Sandy, I, I got the. Alcantara, wow, my Alcantara. name sucked today. Come on, bro, you I'm got trying. this. You got to enunciate, yeah. Um, Sandy's actually the guy that I'm really looking forward to the most pitching this year because I feel I think like a lot of people are. If he pitches 25 to 30 games, he's gonna win 14 games because he's his stuff is that good. He'll win 14 games for you, yep. easy. Another guy, another pitcher. Um, he's actually uh, our 2020 first round pick, Max Meyer. Uh, he has a good slider, a pretty good fastball, too. He's been up, he able to get up there to, like, 100. He throws normally, like, 93 to 98, more or less. But he's going to get his chance to make his major league debut this year. So, talking about the farm system, you know, that could be somebody promising that nobody's nobody's expecting to come up for us. And Absolutely. then, uh, obviously, we're all, looking, we're all excited to see what George Alfaro 
is gonna do. Um, he's he, re- he replaced guy. for Lemuto when we got when we lost him in that whole deal. Um, we got um, Alfaro last year, we, but with COVID, we didn't really get to see a whole lot out of him. We know he he has raw talent and power. And he has a lot of potential. So, I mean, training and camp. And he's a good defensive catcher. It's going to be exciting. You know, he's a good defensive catcher. So, he brings something to the table, you know, rather than just be a, a regular hitting catcher. Um, he's one of the rare 50-50 breeds where he can actually hit and he can also defend and throw guys out. Yeah. So, that's going to be important because, you know. That's huge. I love I love when we have a good catcher. I mean, I think every every good team needs to have a stud catcher. And I think this kid has the the potential. If you think about it, our lineup is built defensively right. and not really offensively. Well, I mean, these guys can hit, too. Another guy that we went out and got, a big bat, uh, Adam Duvall in the outfield. He was the biggest signing of our offseason. Yeah. And, I mean, he's a good – like I said, he's a big bat and he's a steady glove. I mean, that guy out there is not – he's going to be making plays for us. So, I think, you know, you're right. We are we, – we do have a big, you know, focus on defense. We're our defensive-minded team. But it's it's also we're, we're, we're trying to make sure that we have those power hitters that we've been accustomed to having. The way I see the lineup, right? It's almost like Jeter envisioned us winning a lot of games three to one, three to two, four to two, something like that, right? Where we we're not an offensive juggernaut like the Red Sox or the Yankees or the Dodgers, you know, that or the Angels that are gonna put up or the, even the Padres that are gonna put up six runs, seven runs a game on you, you know. Right. I don't think we'll be built like that. But we'll win a lot of games four to two, four to one, three to one, because our pitching staff is that good. Now, I'm not 100% sold on, like, the closing staff and all that shit. I know that our starting pitchers, for sure, are going to be able to pitch six innings daily. And and whether their stuff is on or not, they're going to go six innings because, you know, they're they're young, they're well-conditioned, and they're hungry. Yep. You know? So that's a a great formula to start with, you know? Does it translate into wins always? No, but more often than not, it translates into good opportunities for somebody else to win the game. So you'll take that. So again, I, I don't feel like we're pretty a powerhouse, but we have enough. You know, we have enough sticks that we can. Yeah, we got. The, I think we we're starting to figure. You know, the build the building blocks for it, right? Yeah. I think we're still we have the pieces, and we're taking some chances on some young guys. You know, as part of this new direction that we're heading. So. It's definitely a good indicator, man. I mean, oh, another thing, we're gonna have fans at the games now, um, which I think they're gonna cap Road it out. Trip. I think they're like ten thousand fans, which is awesome because I don't think we get more than like five thousand fans per game on so the regular. So it's gonna be social normal. distancing to no, the max. we're gonna be normal. So if you want a social distance, no play, no better place to do it than a Marlins game. Right. But speaking of which, I know we said we're trying to get out to a. Florida Panthers, Panthers game. game, right? They're on a tear right now. Are we going to make a trip and go watch one of these uh, spring training games or a, a preseason game? Mark my words. Absolutely. Let's do it. Absolutely, bro. There's nothing better. I'm telling you, bro. There's nothing better than telling your job, hey, I'm taking the entire day <laughs> off because I have a dentist appointment. Wink. And then drive up a quick one hour and a half drive and go to spring training, Roger Dean Stadium, and just go out there and chill and watch a game. Shit, hopefully if it's on a weekend, we can get around in early in the morning. See? Now, now, we're now, now. now we're and there's a here. course literally like Boom, within two right miles. There. So, And then wrap it up. Maybe do a quick nine. You know, maybe do it. No, I can't. I can't do no, that. Has to be we'll 18. do 18. And then Still. mosey on over to spring training. Boom. Crack open a cold one, maybe a couple. A lot. But and, it's and very now we doable. got a vibe. See, now we got a plan. You know, <laughs> now if you're listening to this, when we announce what game we're going to and you guys can try to make it, let us know. Maybe we can link up and you we'll never know. The, uh, we'll leave the caravan. Yeah, and you'll find sports with social on the road. Who, whoever thought of that, right? A, a podcast <laughs> on the road. And I would, maybe we should Uber, actually. 
Yeah. If we're gonna be drinking, might be a might be a better idea. We'll figure it out later. We'll figure, we'll figure out. out the logistics later. But yeah, man. Uh, but yeah, man. We got big news. You know, we got March fifth coming up. Three o five day. I'm sure if you guys are from Miami, you know exactly what three o five day is all about. And uh, Sports with Soso is actually really going to do something raw for you guys, man. Yes, sir. Giving back to the listeners. Absolutely. We want to thank you, you know, guys. We want to thank you guys for listening, downloading, subscribing to the show, and really helping you know, the show get on its feet and move forward and reach new heights. So we got a little something-something planned for you guys. It's going to be real dope, and I promise you guys it's going to be worth keeping in touch with us. So make sure you're not only listening, but following us on social media, Sports with Soso Podcast. It's going to be a dope event. Make sure you guys are checking in with us on social media and keep listening because we will be dropping more hints. Jay, as usual, brother, I appreciate you. Always a good time, Soso. No doubt, man. Thank you, Everybody bro. else, thank you so much for listening. Continue to subscribe and review the show on your streaming platforms, however you're listening to us. And if you like the show, make sure to tell a friend. To tell a friend. To tell a friend. And tell another friend. And let them know that 305 Days coming up and Sports with Soso podcast has something for y'all. Unlock. Unlock. Until next time, y'all. Peace. Peace. Bonus material. Boop, 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 boop. Boom, coming back at you guys. We, we just, just finished see- we just finished seeing an amazing, amazing playoff tie in golf. Joel, break it down for him, bro. All right, so we got the Genesis Invitational over in Riviera Golf and Country Club. As we're recording this, they were just wrapping up, which is why we didn't touch on it in the in the end of our show. But since we concluded and wrapped things up, uh, we had Max Homa and Tony Finau both go into a playoff. They uh, both tied the first playoff hole, and then on the second playoff hole, Max Homa did some incredible stuff to walk away with the win. Not only that, Max actually redeemed himself because he missed the 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 putt on in 18 in regulation to end the tournament and actually win without giving Finau a chance. Uh, he missed the putt. Finau made his, and they went into the tie. And if you if you think about it, Finau hit the better of the ball of the two, right? He had the better ball of the two on the first tie. And then bro, Homer just came through clutch. It was just you guys gotta watch the uh you gotta watch the video uh for what, what just happened on there. I mean, like you just said, he missed that putt and then they go into the, the playoff hole and uh he goes, you know, Finau is pin high, basically just a little left, and Homer puts it right on a root of a tree. And we're all thinking, all right, this is over. That's it. The, you know, Tony Finau is going to walk away with a par. There's no way that Max Homa can walk away with a par on this one. And he manages to hit this shot onto the green so perfect that I, I, I'm, I'm still in shock, man. Yeah, and uh, he didn't win shot. it on that one. He had, they moved to the, play, he stayed the, the alive. par three, which I still don't understand how this playoff structure worked. They went from 10 we're gonna to figure, 14. We're going to Google it. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send some emails tomorrow to find out, but – Nonetheless, congrats to Max Homa. Crazy, no crazy playoff win for him. Tony, another runner up to you, brother. I'm still Sucks. rooting for you. I, I was rooting for you. And, Hopefully you can and pull shout it off out to day. Sam Burns, bro, because he actually played really, really well, bro. He hung in there until the very, very end, and I think he did great. And Cameron, Cameron snuck in there at fourth. Um, he was actually one of the best drivers on the green today, uh, getting on the fairway today. So. Have a real good round of golf that you guys that you guys watch this week on the Genesis Tour, man. So if you haven't seen it, make sure you go see the highlights. If you want more golf content, follow my golf page, Miami Golf Bros. Let's go. We'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace.